Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean Wilson. With me is Julia Monin, who's got a little case of the giggles right <laughs> that now. That was terrible. Norm- yeah. Normally, you jump right into it like when I'm mid-sentence, and like I'm almost used to that. Yeah. And this time, you just like paused and like, okay, are you ready? Yeah, Awkward. I'm ready. Yeah. Great. Let's just get ready. I'm just going to sit in silence while we get ready. That was too much. <laughs> yeah. You know, sit in silence is almost like too much for... Not maybe the exact description of what I was doing there. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. dumb grin looking at you and the camera. Okay, like, that's true. You know, I'd like to like... say, yes, I was prayerfully ask, <laughs> listening to the Lord and his guidance. And eh? Eh? Yeah, that is what it was for the whole 30 seconds leading yeah. up to welcome back. Yeah. Oh. But welcome back. We are. This is a beautiful day. We're celebrating mm-hmm. John the Baptist today. In the uh, Today is what? The 29th. 29th. So big day in the church, his beheading. Mm-hmm. Kaput. Dunzo. Mm-hmm. Martyred for the for the faith, the truth. The sanctity of marriage. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. You know, gotta love John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Anything happened to you this last day or two that required any shedding of your own blood? Yeah, I sliced my finger. <laughs> chopping kale to make a salad. Mm. <laughs> Almost the same as giving your life for the sanctity of marriage. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, this is why you don't eat salads, people. <laughs> so, got a stitch in my finger to hold everything together. Mm-hmm. And um, we're on the mend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just stitched up this morning. Mm-hmm. And it uh, happened last night. The bleeding didn't stop overnight. So, the doctor stitched me up. And it was uh, it was a divine appointment, mm-hmm. to say the least. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Praise God for sliced fingers. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. Yep. <laughs> And for the the wherewithal to snap a snap a picture as soon as the stitch gets in there, you know. Oh, you have been having fun with that today, haven't I, you? I yeah. So I'm in the ER waiting room. I was mm-hmm. I was there. So I was texting my brothers, mm-hmm. my whole family, mm-hmm. and my younger brother says, "Well, make mm-hmm. sure to get a picture of it." Mm-hmm. And so he got the first picture. It's Trevor. And the, yeah, yeah, Trevor. <laughs> shout out. And uh, and uh, and I said to everybody else, "If you want a picture, let me know." Sure. His wife course asked for a picture too but she's an er nurse herself mm, okay so she okay. yeah she was curious about the whole the yeah. whole matter sure. and i realized like i could have just facetimed her last mm-hmm. night to get her opinion but everything mm-hmm. went as mm-hmm. the lord as the lord planned but mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. so that happened yeah well it's gonna heal just fine i think so but yeah. you know we'll we'll take it as the lord gives it that's right good yeah well i'm glad you're here me too and uh, your finger is here sort of mostly and it's a new day. It is. It is. So. Yeah. How are you? How was your weekend? Mm, weekend was good. Uh, uneventful? No, no. We had great dinner with some lovely people on Friday evening, and uh, I had to cook, which always makes me nervous. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I had... For guests? Yeah. Guess. Yeah. And everybody's still alive? Yeah, I know. Nice I job. actually should touch base with them today. It is yeah. Monday. If anything was going to settle in, it'd probably be settling yeah. in about now. Yeah. And, I, and you know me, like I don't cook. I can't cook. But instead of like cooking something that I have cooked before, let's just try, let's something, try something I've new. never cooked before ever. And we'll just swing it. You know, they were coming at six. I got home at 5.15. <laughs> so, right. Plenty of time. And as I'm preparing things, I remembered, oh yeah, I was going to pick up a, a cooking utensil from our cooking thing. <laughs> What's that even 
thing called? Like a rice cooker. What do you call that? Like it's kind of like a crock pot, but it's designed to make rice. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to pick it up for my sister-in-law. And at 5.15, I realized that's not in my kitchen right now. So Dang. I called her and she said, she laughed at me and said, yeah, you're probably just going to cook that on the stove. Needless to say, I tried and failed. Rice oh. was not served. Darn. <laughs> we just went ahead and looked at that and went, no, we're not going to serve that. Just pretend like that wasn't part of the plan. Nice. Until your husband says, hey, what happened to the rice? <laughs> Busted. Um, what rice? I wasn't planning on rice. It was fine. We all had a good yeah, laugh over good it. Chuckle. It was fine. But actually, it tasted really yummy. He had made some homemade uh, salsa recently, and it is really good what he mm. made. And so I planned the whole meal around that. Nice. Fish tacos with this delicious Ooh. homemade salsa. Nice. So anyway, that was good. That was the highlight of my week. Cool. And yeah, besides mass, of course. But Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So cooking at the Monins. Wow, you did it. I did it. And but everybody was happy. Maybe not you. <laughs> I always like, I got this. It's fine. I'm winging it. Measure the rice. Nah, just water and rice. It'll work out until it doesn't work out. And you realize Mm. that's probably why they told you what to measure. My husband said that you should probably follow directions. Yeah. Whatever. It was fine. It was a lovely evening. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they want to be mentioned by name. So I'll just say shout out to you guys if you're listening. It was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Oh, funny story though about my hubby. So this particular people we dined with actually have been on the show, The Journey Home Before oh, on EWTN, really? you know, yeah, yeah. like way back when, way okay. back when. So 20 Shout out Marcus Grodi. I'm sure he listens. Yeah, it wasn't him. Oh, wait, He's the, the host, host of the, the show. Host. Yeah, thank yeah. you. He was not <laughs> my dinner guest. <clears throat> so my husband finds out about this, that 20-ish years ago, these people yeah. were on this show. So you know what he does. He finds it. Oh, he finds it. He pulls that up so that when they walk into our house for the first time, that's what's on our table. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk in and are like, <clears throat> what is that? You've met my husband, right? I don't yeah. have to apologize. <laughs> yeah. He, little birdie, told him about this. And so he's been planning this ever since. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so Probably yeah. real thrilled about the whole thing. <clears throat> oh, huh? very, very proud of himself. Yeah. yeah. Big kick out of it. Yeah. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your husband's awesome. He's funny. I love him. Love him a lot. We had an anniversary last week, too. Oh, happy anniversary. 15, yeah. right? 15, right. Nice. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Cool. Sanctity of marriage. It's great. It is. Marriage is great. Mm-hmm. He's great. It's also hard, mm-hmm. but it's also great. Yep. As most good things in life mm-hmm. are hard. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. I th- think we should begin. Father. We should probably. We got a lot to all talk right. about. In the name of the Father, <clears throat> and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for all the many graces that you pour out in our lives, for the people that you bring into our lives. We ask that you may always give us a charitable heart, one that's open to your love, one that's receptive, and one that is willing to share that with others, all those that we meet. Pray for um, all those listening to this podcast, any of those who are struggling in their faith, and all of those who are who are lonely or depressed. And trust this time into your hands through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Pope St. John Paul II, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What are we talking about today? The catechism, most specifically the very beginning of the first part, right? So, you know, the first part's the creed. We're just, right. I believe. Yeah. It's broken down into three sections, yeah. and we're in the first part of I believe. Oh, so we're like, like after the intro, this is where we begin. This is where the we catechism. begin. Yep. And it begins in paragraph 26. I think last week when you threw the dart, we said 27, but there is a paragraph uh, before, that. before that, 26 through, what is it, 42? Three? 43. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So this, I believe, before expounding the church's faith as confessed in the creed, celebrated in the liturgy and lived in observance of God's commandments and in prayer, we must first ask what, quote unquote, to believe means. 
What does to believe means? And in this first chapter that we're talking about today, we're considering that search for God, mm-hmm. that man's Man's search. capacity for God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Just to even think about, like, we have a capacity for the Lord. Mm-hmm. The fact that there is some sort of in, inner longing in us for something infinite mm-hmm. that could never be filled just by you know, our own self and something we could create. So there's this desire, this hunger, this longing for God Mm -hmm. in our hearts. And I think, Mm. I hope we all experience that unless we, you know, unless we, um, you know, um, what would you say? Drown it out. Yeah. Well, there's actually in paragraph 29 talks about like causes that we would not be desiring this so um, that we can be forgotten. It can be forgotten, overlooked, or even explicitly rejected by man. And it talks about examples of that. So we'll get to that in a second. This, this first paragraph, this, or the second, I guess, paragraph 27, the desire for God. Do you think this is one of the most commonly quoted paragraphs in the catechism? This number 27? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Because I hear it like, I guess in my own reading, in my own listening to podcasts, this is what I hear more frequently than anything else. Mm. Like this is where the catechism begins. That the desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God. And God never ceases to draw man to himself. Only in God will he find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. This is going to be an interesting podcast if you don't have anything to add to it. What, what more do you need I know, to say? That's that true. We were made by God and for God, mm-hmm. and He never ceases to draw us to Himself. Mm-hmm. But that's a reminder of what our faith actually brings us. Mm-hmm. It brings us God, and through Him, with Him, and in Him, we mm-hmm. come. We come to Him. Mm-hmm. That His His goal is not to create some sort of earthly paradise, right? His goal is not for us to have an easy life or for us to um, have a successful career. God's actual plan for us is for us to be with him. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what we long for, right? We don't long for having the best house. We don't long for, you know, having the being getting all the awards possible. We just long for simply God himself. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and the, the problem is is that when we're longing for God and it's not fulfilled by God, this desire then we search for it in all these other things, Elsewhere. the career, the wealth, the house, the cars, yeah. whatever the mm-hmm. fancy vacations. And that's why, you know, we can get all of those things and still be very unfulfilled. Right? Oh yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. True that. So this desire for God is written in the human heart. Man is created by God and for God. God never ceases to draw man to himself. Um, it continues in many ways throughout history down to the present day, men have given expression to their quest for God in their religious beliefs and behavior And these forms of religious expression, despite the ambiguities they often bring with it, are so universal that one may well call man a religious being. Yeah, Mm -hmm. one may. Right, so you could say a human being is a thinking being, right? Mm -hmm. We have an intellect. We're a free being, right? We're able to choose, but also that we're religious, that we have Mm -hmm. this instinct for God, Mm -hmm. and we try to fulfill that. And so that oftentimes set us off on a, on a quest, right? Mm -hmm. To, to discover the ways of the Lord or what to make sense of this internal longing. Mm -hmm. And there, the, that shows up cross-culturally in certain ways, you know, whether, whether it's rituals, whether it's prayers, whether it's some sort of relationship. And I think uh, that, that might be in one of these, one of these paragraphs. Um, Yeah. Sacrifices, meditations, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the difference in Christianity is that God comes to reveal himself, right? So there is this beginning of all of us are, are 
religious, like we have this instinct or this openness, this quest that we set out on on God. And the, the, um, the opposite side in Christianity and revealed religion is that God comes to seek us. Mm-hmm. It's not just our own search for God because you think about all the ways that could go astray, right? Mm-hmm. Too much of ourself, right? We make mm-hmm. religion in our own image and likeness. Um, but so the Lord comes to us to, to purify that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's revelation. Mm-hmm. And that's not even that desire for him written in our hearts as he creates us in his own image and likeness. Like he's set us to be drawn to him because mm-hmm. that is already in our hearts, this desire for him. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I loved, I really loved this section, by the way, just the opening of, of all of this. This 29, like we already talked, paragraph 29, talks about how um, this intimate and vital bond of man to God can be forgotten overlooked, or like I said earlier, even explicitly rejected by man. Such attitudes can have different causes. So here's some things that, that reasons that could be revolt against evil in the world, religious ignorance or indifference, the cares and riches of this world, the scandal of bad example on the part of believers, currents of thought hostile to religion, and finally, that attitude of sinful man which makes him hide from God out of fear and flee his call flee his call so this would be causes of this broken relationship this this desire written on our hearts if it's not pulling us towards god mm-hmm. what, why that might be specific barriers maybe mm-hmm. of why we mm-hmm. why the walls that we build mm-hmm. and that's a fairly exhaustive list mm-hmm. as you just you read that whether it's indifference or the fear of our own sinfulness those are the those seem to be the barriers to the lord mm-hmm. and the nice thing is, is God is like the Kool-Aid man. He can break through those walls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he just, mm-hmm. Sure. Uh-huh. Right. I think there was a part in here about how you have to be careful about... Uh, the language that you use. The language that, <laughs> that you use the with analogies God. analogies that you make. Yeah. So as we don't use limited language to uh, make God in our own image. But then there's also a, a paragraph in there about any language is going to fall short. Right, including so, the Kool Aid Man analogy, it does mm-hmm. fall short. I mm-hmm. will admit that, but I, I think everybody got what I was talking about. anybody who anybody who knows Kool Aid, yeah, and Kool Aid related commercials. That's right. I bet your husband would get that analogy. Oh yeah, he would get that. Yeah, I absolutely. But he, would. he wouldn't pick on me for a said analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I just like how this comes up in our reading later about <laughs> how not to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's right isn't it ironic, huh? Oh, God, he just always has a plan. What about, though, honestly, one of these, like, causes, right? What about this scandal of bad example on the part of believers? How true is that? Very. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, people say, oh, I'm not going there. They're just all a bunch of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes, like, that that can also come from currents of thought hostile to sure, religion sure. where, you know, there is one bad example gets highlighted mm-hmm. and, you know, religion, we're talking about becoming saints. Mm-hmm. And so anytime people fall short of that, well, that's a great, a great scandal. Um, and especially fall real far mm-hmm. short of that, you know, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, and sometimes maybe it's not fair, but if a teacher does, does something wrong, you don't say, well, everybody who goes to school is just a, you know, whatever. But when there's somebody bad in the church that does something wrong, we say, well, the whole thing is mm-hmm. the whole kit and caboodles mm-hmm. a mess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is that fair? I don't know. It doesn't really matter at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But the scandal really can. Um, it really can put up walls. You know, you've got you've got a parent that, you know, in one sense seems to be the most devout person, but they come home and they're belligerent and they're angry. It's like, well, 
Mm-hmm. That that'll turn somebody off real quick. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. it's real. So that that's twenty nine outlining all that. And again, it's it's a fairly exhaustive list, and we can all like nod our heads and say, "Yep, yep, yep." But then we have a message of hope because we aren't to despair in any of this. In chapter thirty, um, or paragraph thirty, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Although man can forget God or reject Him, God He never ceases to call every man to seek Him, so as to find life and happiness. But this search for God demands of man every effort of intellect, a sound will, an upright heart as well as the witness of others who teach him to seek God. So this is a, a message of hope that, yes, even though we can reject God, we can forget mm-hmm. God. God never ceases to draw us. He can't forget us, yeah. right? And he's always opportunity after opportunity to draw us back to him. Right. And back on August 28th, we <coughs> celebrated the feast mm-hmm. day of St. Augustine. And mm-hmm. St. Augustine dr- describes this like so beautifully. Like, you called and you shouted and you mm-hmm. broke through my darkness. Um I sought you for things that out, are are outside, but you were within, and uh, like within him. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the exact quote, but there, yeah. Honestly, it's been put to music rather beautifully by mm-hmm. Matt Marr in the mm-hmm. song "Alive Again." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Matt Marr, "Alive Again," you know, mm-hmm. basically quotes Saint Augustine: mm-hmm. "You called, you shouted, you broke through my blindness." Mm-hmm. So it's like the Lord continues to reach out even when we have put up walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just whispered like the Kool Aid Man. He's gonna he's gonna keep hitting on that. That's oh, fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Way to follow up your beautiful Augustine quote with Kool Aid Man. Equally beautiful. <laughs> no, I mm. left that out intentionally. Okay, moving on. This next section is titled "Ways of Coming to Know God." So how, so that's the desire on our hearts, right? Yeah. Capacity for God. So what are ways that we come to know him? Apart from revelation, right? This first one, ways that we come to know God without mm-hmm. looking at how God has revealed himself in the, the former covenants, right? Mm-hmm. Moses, David, mm-hmm. Old Testament, mm-hmm. or in the fullness of revelation in Jesus Christ. Right, right. Okay. So the ways of approaching God from creation have a twofold point of departure, the physical world and the human person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to super simplify this because I thought this could get a little... Um, just got a little maybe meaty to actually understand what they're saying here. A little philosophizing. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did that. So like this point of departure, we can come to know God because we can look at creation itself, the world. Mm-hmm. We can look at the order of plants, the, the the universe. We can look how God has created the universe and say that has to point to something, right? Yeah. And then the human person the same way, like the, that we have a conscience, that we are directed towards, ter- towards good, towards beauty. So we can look at how how we are as man, as humans, and say, well, mm-hmm. that must point to someone who created us that that has a beginning and an end. That's not us. Yeah? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And even there's, you know, like good philosophical things to point to this. And there's it's fascinating, you know, especially like the world. If you just start digging about like the creation of the world and how precise everything in the world has to be for, you know, even things like the, you know, these like, um, constants of like electromagnetism and, and gravity. Like if gravity was more or less mm-hmm. either the whole creation would have just instantaneously expanded infinitely mm-hmm. or it would have imploded on itself at the very beginning. So mm-hmm. just like the how finely tuned the universe is, all sorts of things point to like this just doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anywho's Right. And that's the gist of it. And you know what else I loved too, this reality of coming to know him. And again, we've Mm. talked about this in the past, like God reveals himself to us, um, you know, step by step or developmental beings. And so it's not like this, this one day we're blind and dark and we don't know anything. And the next day we just have everything figured out, but this whole coming to know him, Mm -hmm. which always reminds me of scripture of, um, you know, Martha and Mary at the tomb of Lazarus, and when Jesus is talking to Martha and saying, you know, do you believe? And Martha's response to that is, I have come to believe that mm. you are, you know, and it's, it's this coming to believe, like not right. even this immediate instantaneous thing, but to recognize and appreciate the beauty of that, mm-hmm. who we are and how, who we're created to be. Okay. All right. Um, the world and man attest that they contain within themselves neither their first principle nor their final end, but rather that they would participate in being itself, which alone is without origin or end. Thus, in different ways, man can come to know that there exists a reality which is the first cause and final end of all things, a reality that, quote unquote, everyone calls God. That is uh, quoting paragraph 34. Okay. All right. Anything else on that I section? So. All right. Um, the next then is uh, the knowledge of God according to the church. The knowledge of God according to the church. And this is the next three paragraphs, 36 through 38. Our Holy Mother, the church, holds and teaches that God, the first principle and last end of all things, can be known with certainty from the created world by the natural light of human reasons. Without this capacity, man would not be able to welcome God's revelation. Man has this capacity because he is created in the image and like in the image of God. Sorry. <laughs> um, so then it goes into talking about again difficulties. So basically, the mm-hmm. church says we can know God without the light of revelation. Mm-hmm. So we can know that there is this eternal being that is the beginning and the end of everything by just our reason alone, mm-hmm. by just by thinking about you know re- creation, just by thinking about ourselves, looking into these two things and kind of like reflectively thinking and philosophizing, you could say mm-hmm. about it, um, that we we can come to know that there is a God. Mm-hmm. But then the next paragraph yep. in 37 is to say, however, mm-hmm. that gets clouded so mm-hmm. often. How often our reason, our rationality, our our choices get clouded because we, we live under the burden, the burden of sin. Mm-hmm. And so it, 37 just describes all of these difficulties that our, the, our reason, our natural reason has in coming to know God. Mm-hmm. So this quote, this uh, Pius the 12th, yeah. yes. Humane generis. Okay. So this is quoted in paragraph 37. It reads, though human reason is, again, strictly speaking, truly capable by its own natural power and light of attaining to a true and certain knowledge of the one personal God who watches over and controls the world by his providence and of the natural law written in our hearts by the creator. Yet there are many obstacles which prevent reason from the effective and fruitful use of this inborn faculty. For the truths that concern the relations between God and man wholly transcend the visible order of things. And if they are translated into human action and influence, it, they call for self-surrender and abnegation. The human mind, in its turn, is hampered in the 
of such truths, not only by the impact of the senses and the imagination, but also by disordered appetites, which are the consequences of original sin. So it happens that men in such matters easily persuade themselves that what they would not like to be true is false, or at least doubtful. Um, so what you said earlier about, like, we can, objectively mm-hmm. speaking, by our ration alone, by our intellects alone, come to know God and believe God, right? Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of obstacles to that, and, and God transcends this visible order, what we can see and understand mm-hmm. with our minds, right? Yeah. Okay. But this visible order points to him. Yeah. But sometimes we're not able to see that because mm-hmm. of our own passions, appetites, mm-hmm. all the different things that Pius XII mentions. Right. It calls for self-surrender, abnegation. Yeah. I love those words. Mm. Yeah, you do. I know I do. They remind me of John of the Cross. No. <laughs> At first I started reading, I'm like, is that John of the Cross? It no, sounds kind Pope of Saint Pius the Twelfth. But it's not. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Okay. Pius the Twelfth hasn't been canonized just as a point of clarification. However, we can hope. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was a Pope during World War Two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> so then this next one then. This is why man stands in need of being enlightened by God's revelation, Mm -hmm. not only about those things that exceed his understanding, but also about those religious and moral truths, which of themselves are not beyond the grasp of human reason, so that even in the present condition of the human race, they can be known by all men with ease and with firm certainty and with no admixture of error. So not only do we need this revelation of God to help us understand these things that transcend the visible Mm -hmm. order but even these things that we can understand with our reason these religious truths and stuff like god wants us to get those with ease without error to come to understand all of that and not it's just like hey good luck yeah right like hopefully you guys figure this out Mm -hmm. but he actually comes to say okay here's here's the truth here's Mm -hmm. the way here's the truth here's the life right Mm -hmm. you want let me let me show you where where to go and even that for us it feels like mysterious because we still do have all these baggage and even Mm -hmm. god comes and tells himself and gives us a gift of something like a catechism and Mm -hmm. uh, we're still kind of as the they quoted the acts of the apostles groping in the darkness and what a great word what a great image Mm -hmm. that is you know where like you're walking around in darkness and you can kind of find things but you really don't exactly know where you are Mm -hmm. a beautiful image Mm -hmm. um for without the light of revelation Mm -hmm. yeah right yeah okay so that's the section the knowledge of god according to the church and then this last one in this section how can we speak about god this is what we were teasing about right. the section that warns us you know that god um transcends our understanding and it and again it's difficult we can't put into words who he is and we should be careful to purify our language when we speak about him right um because we're apt to just put make him in our own image instead of the reality that we're made in his image right, right? okay but how do you even like our words are finite how do you speak of something infinite, right? Mm-hmm. How do you speak of these realities? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times by analogy, and even as this is going to mention, um, a lot of times, huh? Sorry, I'm, you're going to bring up the Kool-Aid man again, aren't you? No, I wasn't oh, planning oh, on but okay. I can try. <laughs> um, but even like some of our, our words, like we say what God isn't. Well, mm-hmm. God isn't, um, he mm-hmm. isn't uh, limited in his power. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what omnipotent means, all-powerful, mm-hmm. or that he's omniscient. Like, what does it mean to know all things? Mm-hmm. Well, we know what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean it means that his his knowledge is not limited like yours, like mine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes by negation is one of the ways. By mm-hmm. analogy, another way. But all of our language is gonna is gonna fall short mm-hmm. in describing him, and mm-hmm. that that that's part of being human. Mm-hmm. 
In defending the ability of human reason to know God, the church is expressing her confidence in the possibility of speaking about him to all men and with all men, and therefore of dialogue with other religions, with philosophy and science, as well as with unbelievers and atheists. I loved that, right? Mm-hmm. That we can we can talk about him. All mm-hmm. these things naturally in, in the world, and as who we are as man, point to God. God has revealed himself to us through scripture, through the fullness in the person of Christ, right? The God-man mm-hmm. who come to save us. We can talk about these things in a way that you can understand them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because he cares enough to give us words to talk about him, even yes, if they're right. finite and mm-hmm. they're limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since our knowledge of God is limited, of course, like we mentioned, our language about him is equally so. And we can name God only by taking creatures as our starting point and in accordance with our limited human ways of knowing and thinking. In 41, it continues, all creatures bear a certain resemblance to God, most especially man, created in the image and likeness of God. The manifold perfections of creatures, their truth, their goodness, their beauty, all reflect the infinite perfection of God. Consequently, we can name God by taking his creatures' perfections as our starting point. For from the greatness and, uh, and beauty of created things comes a corresponding perception of their creator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This next one. You ready? God transcends all creatures. True. <laughs> we must therefore continually purify our language of everything in it that is limited, image bound, or imperfect, if we are not to confuse our image of God, the inexpressible, the incomprehensible, the invisible, the ungraspable, with our own human representations. Our human words always fall short of the mystery of God. There it is. There it is. Hmm. Are you really not going to give me anything? No. No. <laughs> What happened here? Huh? What happened? Well, it falls short. <laughs> okay. I'm a that... believer now. Okay. I, I used to think, oh, no. <laughs> okay. I don't know which one you're looking for. You know, you're looking for me to say that the Kool-Aid man mm-hmm. being like the divine presence itself breaks through and mm-hmm. is supersedes mm-hmm. all of our language mm-hmm. or that that's a bad analogy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want both. I think I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's the reality that we recognize. Hey, this this is a mm-hmm. limited it <laughs> expression is. of our Very, Lord. And I would say maybe more limited than many. All all languages limited. Uh-huh. Kool Aid Man maybe especially uh-huh. limited. Although there is something about like having these really like fortified walls around our hearts and mm-hmm. like these lies and these beliefs and God just, just saying bust down. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. <gasps> What? It's Mary's Magnifica, or her her fiat, her yes to the Lord, mm. her yeah to the Lord that allows the incarnation, mm-hmm. God to break through mm. and to become one of us and enter mm-hmm. in to this dwelling place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the yes is what gives it, like, allows right. that, that's the catalyst. The in-breaking the, okay, of okay. the divine in the physical, yeah. in the incarnation. Uh-huh. Which is backwards, the Kool-Aid man, right? He breaks through and then he says yes. Yes. So there's a little of a bit sure. of a backwards well, there. You but just got to work your way through that. Yeah. So really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm liking the Kool-Aid man analogy more and more as we go, to be honest with you. Well, <laughs> well that's, that's that. the best we got today. That's uh, uh, that This really was some like deep philosophy. It was. Um, so it the fact yeah. that we really, the Lord allowed us to simplify it. For our own knowledge, really. (laughs) 
Everybody else probably gets it. Right. Well, that's true. That's true. The readers read this and are like, got this. Yeah. What are these people going to talk about today? Right, right. The Kool-Aid man. The Kool-Aid They man. underestimated us. That's right. Our <laughs> stupidity. We, we forgot who, who hosts this show. Okay. So the last paragraph then. Admittedly, in speaking about God like this, our language is using human modes of expression. Nevertheless, it really does attain to God himself, though unable to express him in this in his infinite simplicity. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise, we must recall that between creator and creature, no... <clears throat> Darn it, I almost got through without asking you to pronounce a word for me. Similitude? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Like similarity? Yeah. yeah. Similitude. Can be expressed without implying an even greater dissimilitude. <laughs> That's hard. And that con- you got it. Okay. And that concerning God, we cannot grasp what he is, but only what he is not, and how other beings stand in relation to him. So going back to John the Baptist, question for you. Sure. Um, you know, at the end of his life, we have in Scripture the probably one of the, his more famous things that he said of he must increase, I must decrease. So this idea of understanding concerning God, we cannot grasp what he is, but only what he is not and how other beings stand in relation to him. So this reality of like John the Baptist J the B, as we talked about J last week, right? J the B coming to this realization of who he is. Mm-hmm. And part of that is knowing who he is not. Like part of knowing who God is, is really recognizing who you are not. Right. Is that? that we are not God. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's, a, that that's not exactly what this sure. paragraph saying. That's kind mm-hmm. of like a, a spiritual kind of interpretation or maybe like, um, welcome to my life, yeah, my head, yeah. my soul at all times. <laughs> right. It's a, yeah. a spiritual interpretation of what it's saying. Mm-hmm. I think what it's saying is, um, you know, it's kind of what we talked about, like kind of the, the via negativa, they call it the way of negation mm-hmm. actually tells us a lot about God that he is not, he's not evil. He is, he, there's no evil in him whatsoever. Right? We don't know ex- exactly what something means to be all good, all mm-hmm. loving, but so we can say there's just no evil whatsoever. Mm. So it's like that, that sort of language, right? Uh, what does it mean that something's eternal? What does it mean that something has no beginning and no end? Well, we can just, we don't know that what that means, but we can say it has no beginning, no end. And that's about as close as we can get for, Mm. for God. Mm -hmm. So, but as you said, even, even though it's limited, we can still deduce with our rational minds right. and also with revelation, what God has tried to simplify yeah. and make more readily accessible that he, there is a God. Yes. That's drawing us all towards him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, what is it? Right. Like, and I actually have gotten this question a lot from kids in CCD mm-hmm. who created God. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's like a, a wild question for them. And you kind of walk through them like, okay, well, who created who created this thing? All right. If let's say there was this Zeus, you know, hypothetically mm-hmm. Zeus created God. Well, then you know what the next question is, right? Mm-hmm. Who created Zeus? Mm-hmm. All right. And then you find, you know, whatever. You just come up with some mm-hmm. other name because mm-hmm. my Greek mythology is really poor. <laughs> and, you know, you just keep walking it back. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, can you go back infinitely? Mm-hmm. And you get these kids talking about like, can you go back infinitely? Mm-hmm. And no. So it has to start from somewhere, right? Creation starts with somebody pushing the button mm-hmm. go or, you know, starting the dominoes to go. Mm-hmm. That's God. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it mean that he doesn't? How does something not have a beginning? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just know that he doesn't have a beginning. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have an end either. Neither mm-hmm. do we. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Whew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it means start living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
in the fullness of what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. Well, and go back to what we're what are we actually talking about in this section of the catechism to begin with? The opening I, words of the creed. Yeah. What does it mean to say to believe, right? Yeah. Right? What does that actually mean? So that's what we're And this dissecting. one's actually like that we have the capacity to say I believe. Yeah. That we have the capacity to think about something other than what we see here. Mhm. 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 When in doubt, go back to 27. The desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God, and God never ceases to draw man to himself. Only in God will he find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. That's good stuff. True that. Mm. Mm. All right. So, okay, well, you audio listeners, perhaps, we lost our sound for a hot second, so we were, but we're back. We're back. Where do you want to go? I, you know, I was, I didn't have anything come to mind. I did think about it actually, but so wherever you throw the dart is fine with me. Not oh. there because we already did that. Yo, my shoulder's a little sore. I had to get a tetanus shot today too, so uh, that I wouldn't get something whatever that uh, is. Oh, I will blame. Was, we will blame that on their shot. Oh, nice prayer in the Old yes. Testament. Prayer. I didn't think people prayed before Jesus came. <laughs> Just kidding. That's 25, a joke. Twenty-five sixty-eight to twenty-five eighty-nine. That's a joke. It was. Okay, Thanks for okay. catching that real quick. Yeah. Um, in, in this section, in the catechism, we mentioned a couple things. A quote from Augustine, and then um, Acts chapter 17, verses 26 through 28. And that is actually listed here. So we'll just end with um, both of those things here. First from Acts. From one ancestor, God made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. And now quoting St. Augustine, You are great, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is your power, and your wisdom is without measure. And man, so small a part of your creation, wants to praise you. This man, though clothed with mortality and bearing the evidence of sin and the proof that you withstand the proud, despite everything, man, though but a small part of your creation, wants to praise you. You yourself encourage him to delight in your praise, for you have made us for yourself, And our heart is restless until it rests in you.